amazing to be able to do and speak the things of the Lord. It's amazing that he's here amongst us. Um, Candice came up to me just before we started, and she said she, she felt something. Where are you, Candice? Could you just come and share that scripture quick? Um, today, while I was just uh, preparing, obviously, for church, the Lord had placed something in my heart this morning, and I asked him to confirm it in Scripture, and then I felt to give it to Nikki. So the Scripture is in Psalms 2, and it's verse uh, 7 and 8. It says, He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. So that's what I'm preaching about, about inheritance and making, um, just finding it, how to find it. And uh, I've always wrestled with the word inheritance. I never really understood what it's like to, how do you find inheritance on this side? How do you, what do you God, I lay my life down. You arrested my heart. You set me free. I don't want to fight for inheritance. But he's He's built that thing in my heart, and I've come to understand it. And um, so I just want to speak around these gems that the Lord has for all of us, that he hides away, that he makes us search out and find freedom or find um, what he has for us. Sorry, I'm just... uh, What's that? Oh, okay, is that amen? <laughs> um, so 20, 23 years ago, Josh Jen was planted. And I remember a prophetic word that was given, that you'll be a tree planted by, by streams of living water, and birds of many kinds will come and nest in your branches. And uh, at the time, we didn't, I didn't quite see it. We were a little group of people. Um, and I just want to speak about going into the nations, going to the, uh, why, does, why is Jacques going to America? Why did Claire just come back? I mean, she said something, something happens in the, in the physical and it, and it flows into the spiritual. Um, so uh, just a question I want to leave with you is um, you can be faithful your whole life. And not sacrifice. And that's just a form of religion. You could be faithful, doing church, being involved in everything. And if there's not sacrifice involved, there's, it's, you're just going through the motions. But the moment there's sacrifice, God creates something of life. Like you, you know when you share the gospel. He, God comes, he arrests your heart. You see the beautiful one. He sets you free. And then you learn to share the gospel. And as you start speaking about him, you would just be bursting into tears. Or life would come into you. And you'll go, there's a gem here. There's something incredible. There's something supernatural when I speak about him. Something inside of me comes alive. And life comes. And it's the same, same thing with sacrifice. So many years ago, um, I was living in a little flat alone. And uh, uh, 
I don't know how it happened. This guy came into church, just got saved, and he said to me, I'm really convicted. I'm sleeping with my girlfriend, and I just got saved, and I don't know what to do. And I said, well, the first thing is move move out from where you're living. And then he went, but I don't know where to live. I don't know where to go. can't afford a place on my own. So I said to him, well, why don't you come and sleep on my couch? And, and it was a really sacrifice for me. Like I was like a semi-hermit, and I wanted to have my own space. And I didn't want people in my space. I just wanted to serve God on my terms. And he had to get that thing out of me. And he used this guy, Ruan. And that little, little sacrifice became an incredible friendship. And today he's one of my good friends. And I never saw it coming. I thought, I'll just do the thing that I feel I should do. That's one little example. And, and I live my life like that. And I constantly went, before I would even think of the consequences in terms of the kingdom, I'll go yes. I had a heart attitude of, okay, I'll say yes. And out of all these yeses, these incredible gems started developing. Some of them became good friendships. Some became a place in another country where I knew someone. Um, so what I'm, hit, what, what, what I'm pointing towards is, is today is just an encouragement. I don't even think this is a preach. I don't even know what a preach should be, but this is not a preach. <laughs> this, is, this is just there's, there's this mystery amongst us in the kingdom that as you sacrifice... You're not just faithful. You're faithful is the willingness and going, yes, Lord. But as you sacrifice, the Lord turns that thing into a little gem of life, and he builds something of a future for us. Um, I look around. There's so many stories. As a guy in this church, he gave his bucky to people to drive to Namibia, and it's a new bucky. And Namibia puts a lot of kilometers on your car. And he just went... I'm just going to do this. And I don't know what the fruit of that's going to be, but I know that's a sacrifice that's going to bear fruit. The, the church got planted. A bunch of us said yes. That's 23 years ago. It's like some of you going, what, what's these old stories this guy's talking about? But there's, there's sacrifice that was sown into the foundations of this church. I remember Yaku and Sharon, lived. none of us had jobs. You, they moved into a little flat in Perro. And the flat was the size of a big bathroom. And they had no food, no income. But they came from Port Elizabeth, moved down here and said, I'll live in the craziest little place. I don't mind what it's like. I just want to be here for the kingdom. I want to be here for what God has for us, not knowing. And I mean, it's been hard. It's been costing, it's cost a lot of people a lot of time, a lot of effort. One of the elders in this church sold his house and gave, his, gave all the income of his house into this building, this church building, as contributing towards it. Um, so all around us, there's stories of sacrifice. I wanted to do Jacques and Jeanette going to the States now. I just wanted to ask him a couple of questions, just to, to illustrate something. So if you want to come up, you can bring your chair with, so it can look like a proper interview. <laughs> So they're going to Chaz and Janet in Newport. They've planted a church. They, came and, they, they firstly came and stayed with us, going, we see something of life of God in you. We just want to learn. We just want to see what this is about. They left planting a church, 
But in the process, they stayed with Jacques and, Jacques and Jeanette for a long time with a lot of kids. So how long did they stay with you for? Uh, stayed for seven months. How many kids do they have and how many kids do you have? This is like Flinktunk. You know, remember Flinktunk? <laughs> so there were six kids in the house in total. They had four kids, all under 13. So from about, what they were, Trippy was five. Yeah, five to 13. So for seven months, was it that chaos? Yes. <laughs> was, it, was it easy? Thank you. Um, it was. It was. Um, I think Nikki wants me to say it was hard. Um, it was easy, but I'll tell you this. Once you go, yes, Lord, anything, then everything else becomes easy. So in the natural, I would say it would be very hard. Uh, it is, it's a different culture as well, and we're saying America now because that seems to be the flavor of the month. It could be any place in the world. It could be the noon, okay? It, could, it doesn't have to be literally the other side of the world, but somehow for now we're, we're in this season, and um, it's a different culture. So it's not that people are not well brought up or trained. It's just different cultures, and cultures clash. So there are things that you would never imagine would be a problem, and then even the way people speak, and you, you, you lose peace because um, you just miss each other. Uh, there were no big conflicts. It was all very good, and iron was definitely sharpening iron, especially amongst the children, and then they became siblings, literally. Um, so to answer your question, sorry, it's taking a while. You can blame me if your preach goes long. Um, Yes, it was, it was hard. It was a sacrifice. But the amount of good that we got out of that is, it was just so beautiful. And before that, they had another couple in your house. You had your, um, and this has, been, this has been going on for a while, for many years. I think Jacques said to me, since 2005, you've had people in your house. Okay, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we... We've had people in our house more often than not. So there have been seasons, like this past six months, we haven't had people staying more than a week at a time. So no, no, nothing long-term. But before that, more often than not, we would have people living. And often in COVID, people were stuck. So there was a family living with us. People couldn't move, you know. So family living with us for about a year and a half. Um, a few years before, that same family stayed for a year. Another couple also stayed with us for more than a year, twice. Uh, and others were, others were shorter. Thanks, Jacques. I think that's it. Yeah. So just backstory. The one couple had debt. Jacques said to, they came to Jacques and said, we, um, we're having debt. We don't know how to get out of it. And he said, why, why, why don't you take that payment you would make every month, save it for rent, the rent, your rent payment. Take that and put that into your debt. And in return, come and stay with me so you don't have to pay rent. That was for a year and a half. And so what I see is the scripture, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And part of that picture is a sacrifice. It's, just, it's going, not my comfort, not my will be done, but your will be done. And... Um, that th God puts that thing deep in our hearts. He puts a love for Him in our hearts that we go, I've got to live this thing out somehow. I've got to give something of myself. 
and you do these things. And we all learn how to do it, and we all taste it, and we go, there's, there's life in this. But sometimes we lose sight of it. We get stuck in, in what we think is right. We start doing all the right things. We could be in church, and we could be faithful in church. And you lose life somewhere along the way. Your eyes go, go off the prize, and you do what you think is right, and your life just goes on pause. And something in your life pauses, and there's no freedom, there's no life. And at first, it's a season of, I'm just, feel like I'm a bit stuck. And then it becomes this long few, it could be a year, it could be two years, and then you realize something is wrong. And often, you've taken your hand off the sacrifice. We lose sight of that sacrifice, that thing that we, that we need, that, that actually scares us. I remember when I got saved, it scared me to death. I knew this is going to cost me everything. This is the scariest thing I'll ever do. And I didn't know what to do with that fear. That fear consumed me. And I didn't know. And then I started looking around at, pe at people living this thing out. And I went, okay, this is not as crazy and as fearful as it, as it seems. But that fear was deep in my heart. And sometimes you lose that. And you lose the sacrifice. And you lose the fear. And you do this church thing. And you go, well, what we do every Sunday and every Wednesday is normal. But somehow that life is missing. And it could, your life could pause for, for, for years. Like I sacrificed for many years. And I had people in my house for many years. And out of the blue, um, so, so I, I just want to touch on something, something else here. Sorry, I'm just checking in my time because uh, Jacques gave me a strict 20 minutes. Wow. Okay. Um, so I'm just trying to think if I should touch on this. This is, a, this is a, the beauty of how God builds into our life. I was 39 years old when I got married to Tanya. Adopted two boys, Benjamin, the good-looking guy in the front here, and his, and his brother, Seb. And uh, I'd never been married, and, I, and I, I went, Lord, I'd love to get married. I have faith for the right person, but I gave it to him completely. And I said, you point her out. You let me know who, who she is, because I don't trust myself. I don't trust my decisions on a relationship because every time it blows up in my face. And I've given my whole life to you, so I'll give you that part of my life too. And it's a very hard thing to give because you're giving your will and your decision-making and your future and a lot of yourself you give to him. And, but I'm, I ended up being 38 years old and going, jeez, I'm missing the boat here. There's lots of lots of parts of my life that I'm potentially having to cut off and I'm a guy so I can pursue that should be easy but I never had the faith to pursue because I went God I gave this to you and then I just had a when I met Tanya it was so clear God woke me up in the middle of the night and gave me a name he spoke to her separately and said that guy over there is your husband so this whole thing was birthed out, of, birthed out of a relationship with him, hearing his voice. 
And I believe it came out of going, seeking his kingdom first and his righteousness, and all these things, other things will be given to you. But out of it, it was a, it was a path, a, a, a very, it was a sacrificial path of opening my life, opening my home, giving my stuff away, helping people as much as I could. And I just had a hint of, when I met her, I just knew this is God going, you build my house, and I'll build your life. So I just want to speak around that mystery a little bit. Don't be scared to give him your big dreams and your big things because he'll turn the small sacrifices into bigger things. Tell you one more quick story. So we got asked, um, a, a whole lot of Dutch people came and heard about this church, Josh Jen. And uh, he's really enjoying my, my my story. I haven't even started. Um, all these, these Dutch people came and we hosted them. And uh, we hosted some of them. And we got a really awkward family. We got like a really, they were staunch. They didn't communicate much. And um, it, was, it was just, it was tricky. But we, we loved them. Tanya mostly every morning sat and made breakfast and then we would sit and chat to them. And uh, they left and we, and we still didn't know if they enjoyed it. We didn't know what they thought of Josh Jen. I mean, right at the end, the, one, the guy came up to Tanya and hugged her and said, I love you. <laughs> and then that's all we got. But all the conversation was, was awkward and... And it didn't go deep. And um, okay, Tanya says there's no conversation. So they left, and 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 we we didn't know how it went. We just went. I don't know if we imparted anything of our lives or just Jen to them. But out of that group visiting, this little church plant started in the Netherlands in Odewater, Living Waters Church. That thing grew. It's still growing. There's life. It's just young people. The Netherlands is a very traditional, very much like Dutch Reformed culture. In the middle of it, there's a spiritual church that looks like us, smells like us, full of the Spirit, filled with the Spirit. And we're just hearing incredible reports coming back out of that time that the people stayed, yeah. But out of that, out of that moment, out of that little encounter, our son Sebastian got a dream in his heart of him wanting to go study in the, in the Netherlands. He applied. We said, well, we can't afford to, to, to pay for you. He applied, got accepted. Then we went, well, we can't afford to pay for your accommodation. Then the guys that lead this church, Living Waters, said, hey, the Lord spoke to us. We want Seb to come and live with us indefinitely. Today, he is in Living Waters, part of a small little church plant. What an incredible privilege. Building into that thing. He's wholehearted. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be given to you. And he's studying close by, and he's calling the Netherlands his home. And we're going, God, this is just from hosting one couple. This little gem of little sacrifice we did, that wasn't even serious sacrifice. It was just a bit awkward. She's having an alarm. 
20 minutes. So from, from that little sacrifice, he, um, he's got a whole life that's busy growing. He's studying in the Netherlands. He's working for a company. He's paying for his own studies. And he is part of this church. That's incredible. So what I'm putting before you is there's these gems of sacrifice all around us. It could start with hosting someone, putting your name up. It could be giving your couch to someone. It could be lending your car to someone. It could be just going, God, I'm willing. I want to be part of your church as you build it. Whatever it is, he builds our lives alongside. We don't see it. It's, it's often so much longer than we expect. Um, So I just, while I was preparing, I thought of all these beautiful little scriptures. Like the, the lady that poured the oil out over Jesus' feet. Says, um, she's been forgiven much, and because of that, she loved much. How many stories do we have amongst us of people that's been forgiven much? That we go, God, I, I don't know what to do with this love because you've given, you've put it inside of me. We've got we've to live this thing out. Your freedom, your future, your inheritance, your relationships into different countries, heritage church in the States, Chaz and Janet in Newport, those are all little sacrifices that's produced fruit, and he's tying us in all over the world. What an incredible hope. So I want to I speak to two, two groups of people tonight. Come with us and Get reminded again of that sacrifice. Whatever you have in your hands, use it and give it. Because you're not throwing it away, you're sowing it. And that produces deep things. And, and like me, if, you've gone, if your life has gone on pause, where you've gone, I don't know what's going on. I've just, it's been years of not having life. I don't know, I'm, I'm at every meeting I've almost lost hope for a future. Just maybe it's, it's a reminder that the Spirit's going to start opening your life again. Just start sowing those seeds of sacrifice again, and I'll build with it. He can only build with what you give Him. He doesn't build with church attendance. He doesn't build with every Wednesday, every Sunday. He builds with much deeper things. Let me end there. So over to you. Oh, Dion, you had a... Over to John. Over to Dion. Now, the Muso's mic, can you get up here? Because I just felt, uh, just this morning, it's lovely to be here, by the way, and thanks, Nikki, just, I know, such a heart person, and uh, that's what I've always loved about you guys, just sharing such heart. Um, just this morning, I was in my quiet time, and it was just confirmed this, the, uh, when uh, I think we brought the word about Psalm 2, 
about Father, and He calls it, calling us His sons. And uh, the Scripture came to me, and I felt, in the light of what was shared this, uh, this afternoon, this is the Scripture that I had, and in the light of living in freedom. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. You received a spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we can call Him Abba Father, for His Spirit joins with our spirits to affirm that we are God's children, and since we are God's children, we are His heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share in God's glory, we must also share in His suffering. And I just felt, and this is just stuff that I came out of the, out of the worship this evening, was every single one of us are not called to be bound by our past or bound by our situation and circumstances today or fear of what, what the future is going to look like. We are called to be free. We are called to live lives that are free. We've been given His Spirit. When God was thinking about His glory, He was thinking about you and me. Our inheritance that we have is Jesus Himself. And I was thinking just as, as I was reading the scripture and as, as um, Jacques was sharing a little bit about the sacrifice and as you've been sharing about just over the, their journey in Josh Jen, we can sacrifice for all the wrong reasons, you know that. But unless we begin to understand whose we are, I think we, we, we may sometimes give our thing, ourselves the wrong things. And the scripture clearly says, and it's out of knowing whose we are that we're able to sacrifice. Everything Jesus did for the joy set before him laid down his life because he knew he was a son, was the father's son. And I just, as in the worship time, the, the three words that came across my mind was, if I'm thinking of my dad, I'm thinking of a dad who's here, who's present. The mere fact that I'm saying dad is I know you're here. If I think of the word dad, I know not only is he here, I know dad hears me where I'm at. When I think of the word dad, I think of a dad that not only is here and not only hears me, but he holds me. And I can trust him. And it's out of this place that you and I are able to sacrifice and give our lives. That's why Jacques could quite easily say it's a joy to give our lives. It's a joy to sacrifice and lay our lives down for him. So I'd love us to just, in this place of just landing and saying, Well, Lord, I want to I give to you. I want to seek your kingdom first. I want to encourage you just to set yourself in who the Father sees. That as we give ourselves to what God is doing in, in amongst us, that He hasn't called us to be slaves. He's called us to be sons and daughters. We are not, we are not yet to be driven from behind. As, uh, as leaders in that, we want to encourage you in living in everything that God has for you. It's an incredible inheritance that He has for each and every single one of us. I love the fact that you said, Nikki, that every single one of us, the Father has given us 
there's that prayer that Jesus prays. says, uh, if your physical parents, dads, are able to give you these gifts, how much more my Heavenly Father give to you? How much more? And I feel like just over this period of time that some of you need to live in the how much more. Maybe you've been living in the mundane, the normal, the just going from day to day and you've been satisfied, yet there's something more that you feel the Lord's calling you to. And it's not in the, it's not in the, um, the big things out there that are always done, but it's sometimes in the small acts of kindness, opening up your home, having people over for a meal, whatever it is. I believe this is a time that God wants us as sons to rise up in the identity that he's given us and become the people that he wants us to be by giving Jesus and feel, feeling secure in who we are by in the little things. Everyone making a contribution. So, Father, I thank you this, this evening that you've chosen in Jesus to share his glory with us and your glory with us. I pray, Jesus, that every single one of us would view ourselves not as slaves to fear, but as sons and daughters of the Father who spoke the universe into being. The Father holds the stars in His hands, yet the Father who speaks and whispers in our ears. And the Father holds us close. That we would define our lives, not by what the world says, not what our circumstances say, but what you say, Jesus. And that within us, there'd be a fresh trust, there'd be a faith that would be rising up within us, become everything you want us to be as your sons and daughters with an inheritance together, going together, grab hold of the more that you have for us. And so this evening, before we go any further, I want to ask, is there anyone here that does not know God as their personal Father? You see, the Father sent His Son, Jesus, into this world. Because of our sin, separated us from Him. Every single one of us, we're far away from Him. We are not His sons. And he came, Jesus came, because he loved us so much. He came to take our sins upon him when he died on the cross. And when he raised from the dead, he offered a brand new life to us. Not just a, a life of breathing in and out, but a life of victory, a life of overcoming, the life of the more, of a great inheritance. And that is available for every single person that is born of God. Every single son and daughter has an incredible inheritance. And the best yet is it's Jesus himself and the life of Jesus in us, sharing that with others. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you do not have God as your personal Father to this evening, I want to give an opportunity right now. If there's anyone here, you may be a visitor or been here a few weeks, but you know about God and been part of this community uh, for a few weeks or a few months, but you don't know God as your dad, as Abba dad. 
You don't know him as your father. You don't see him as he hears you. He holds you. He wants a relationship with you. You don't know him like that. I'd love to have an opportunity to introduce you to and pray for you and ask you to ask Jesus to be your Savior. Then the Holy Spirit will come in, into you and you will be called his son or his daughter. If that's you, if anyone here, do you want to raise your hand? I'd love to be an opportunity. I don't want to pass this moment without giving you the opportunity to respond to the most beautiful message in the world that's changed every single one of our lives. It's given us identity and it's given us a hope and a future. Anyone here, you haven't asked Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior and you want to be recognized and accepted into his family right now, anyone. Just raise your hand. I'd love to have an opportunity to pray. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you'd work in every single heart that may not know you as we, as some of us, as most of us know you, Jesus, as our Father. Anyone here? Just want to give it a while. beautiful well that's good news that all of you I trust are family sons and daughters and I sense for me just in response to what was said there's that you're feeling like man I want to live in the more that God has for me and that includes me I think this is almost like everyone but for some of you there may be specific areas that you're feeling there's more that I want to give there's more that that I feel that God wants me to live in but I don't want to do it as, as a thing of trying and doing things. I want to do it in response as a dad calling me to follow him and trust him. Is there a song that we can sing in response just to giving ourselves a fresh... And won't we, let's just stand together and maybe just in our hearts, just freshly give our lives to him. Freshly as sons and daughters we come this, this evening, God... I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you know me and that you know us. I thank you that we can call you Daddy. We know you hear us and that you're here right now and that you're calling us to live in the more, that there's a great inheritance for every single one of us and there's more that you have for us, God. And, and I'm asking for the how much more, Lord that you'll give us what we require even in greater measure to live in the more that you have for us, Jesus. So here we are. You hold our lives in your hands. Our hearts are yours, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray that even tonight you would just so bring a fresh revelation of the privilege that it is to be called your children, your family, your households. This is who we are. And it's out of this place that we love and we share the good news with those around us.